0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Magic Beans podcast. This is episode number 157. My name is Cracker. I will be your host this evening and I'm joined by my good mate, Chewy. How are you?
1: I'm well, mate. How are you?
0: Good, good.
1: It's been a couple of weeks.
0: It has. Yeah. It has. It's alright. I I didn't mind the the little break in between. It's been alright. But uh, a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. A lot of all the cards for the new set and uh, a bunch of stuff that's happening. So I'm excited to get into it.
1: Yeah, really excited. The uh, Phyrexia all-will-be-one set looks pretty gas, I've got to say. I'm I'm looking forward to getting my hands on some some of the cards, you know, physically and virtually on Arena. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, seeing what brews we can come up with, and I'm always excited for a new limited format.
0: Yes, it should be good. We're going to have a chance to play that very soon. Uh, We were going to be joined by Shorty, but just as we're getting ready to record, his power went out and his internet has died, so... GGs, yeah. I guess.
1: Yeah, uh, I guess he can. Um, he can get an early night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. All right, so mate, before we jump into talking about All Be One, where could people find some of those spicy new cards that are coming out?
1: Yeah, absolutely. To get your spicy singles uh, and maybe some sealed product with, uh, or even some giveaways. Uh, head over to jpmtgbizarre.com.au and that will take you straight to Joshua Pat's MTG Bizarre Facebook group uh, where you can bid on physical magic cards seven nights a week, primo auctions on the weekend. They have the just win it now lots where you can just type sold first in, first served, and they're super competitive, lots of play sets. And yeah, over the next week or so, we'll be seeing some... uh, some spice from the Phyrexia set, you know, you'd be able to pick up, you know, one of the 37 different printings of Elish Norton mm-hmm. and things like that. That So Pat uh, will be cranking out packs and getting things to you super quickly. Great postage. Full-time auctioneer means that stuff runs it really, really smoothly. So yeah, head over to jpmtgbizarre.com.au. And when you do win, please do us a favor and tell them that they've been sent you.
0: Awesome. So, Mate, we were just chatting uh, and there's a there's a PT coming up. Oh, so a PT, so Arena
1: Alchemy, like everyone mm-hmm. sitting in their pajamas at home again? Is that what's exactly. That happening? Exactly. That's the yep. one
0: with the hot singles in your <laughs> area pop-ups yes. again. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, no, this is a, the first paper pro tour, back to kind of the old school style oh,
1: um incredible uh so it's in philly i believe that is and, correct oh philly's gonna be a bit of a buzz at the moment for any uh nfl fans that have uh, just qualified for the super bowl so up against kansas city i believe so uh for our american viewers and certainly our sponsor pat uh is a uh a phillies fan so he's been up and about for the last week or so so great time to be in philly well i'm not sure when the Super, Bowl, Super Bowl's actually on. It could be a great time or a somber time. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It could be a disaster. Yeah, it could be, uh, could be interesting. No, no, I'm sure they'll win, Pat. They'll definitely Yeah, win. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Go the Eagles. Right? The Eagles? Yeah, yes. yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. We, we know about NFL and stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We, we do know a little bit about Pioneer, though, which is what's going to be played. Yeah, excited about so, this. The format's, yeah.
1: like, pretty good, I think. And, like, it's certainly got its pillars and its, you know, the decks that have got the targets on their heads, but interested to see what the pros come up with.
0: Uh, I think it will be uh, Nykthos. Yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> definitely one of the cards you'll see activated over that weekend. But um, yeah, it's, it's running on the 17th to 19th, so a couple of weeks away. And it'll be interesting to see if any of the cards from uh, one will make a, an impact. I think they will. I think there's some really good stuff in there
1: fast lens absolutely uh um, oh yeah of course but uh, like that's that's the obvious one right like I mean'm I'm, i I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not uh, that's not exactly a hot take but the uh, th- there's some spice and I I think and maybe we'll talk about it towards the end of the podcast maybe there's some uh not just updates to existing ar- archetypes but potentially some critical mass of particular things that might bring, some fringe decks sort of up a little bit perhaps so we'll, we'll see how that goes so yeah interesting so watch this space yeah. we'll, we'll talk about it in a later cast for sure but yeah always always excited about Paper Magic
0: yeah looking forward to seeing like coverage again mm. of, of Paper Magic and you know them trying to fill dead air while people are shuffling so <laughs> Yeah, there's no in fetch lands in pioneer at least, so yeah. No, that that is true. That is yeah. true. But yeah. as someone who's played Lotus Field, you do spend a lot of time looking through your deck for things.
1: Yeah, you've even put you even accident. The only person I know who's accidentally played Lotus Field, but
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, someone's going to do it.
1: Yeah, that's a uh, good story. It's good. That's uh Paper Magic, uh, I mentioned yeah. I love it. Uh, and also mentioned in last fortnight's cast that one of the reasons we're going to these, um, you know, change up the schedule of our creation is to get to more magic events. And, mm. and, and we, we're doing it. Uh, I, 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 we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think all of us. So I, I, I bought my ticket. Have you got yours?
0: I sure do. Yep,
1: yeah, and, and, and Polly Waffle and Shorty have got theirs and even Disco Stew. So Five Beans will be rocking up at... Uh, Games Portal in Ringwood, here in Melbourne, and uh, where we're going to jam the pre-release. We're going is- to
0: jam the pre-release on Friday night at the reasonable old man time of 7pm instead oh, of midnight. It's so, so much better. So good. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember coming home at like 4 in the morning, 4.30 after playing... Like four rounds of pre-release and then talking garbage afterwards and just being my I, kids waking me up at six. <laughs>
1: I, I remember so pre-kids pre-kids, yeah. uh I remember going to midnight pre-release at Metagames, uh in in near the big market in in Melbourne. And mm-hmm. midnight pre-release straight into draft into the next sealed. So uh four rounds of pre-release, three rounds of draft, four rounds of pre-release, and then drove home and ugh. Was I feeling seedy after that? But it, uh-huh. was, it was pretty epic. But, yeah, 7 uh, means that, you know, we're home you know, sometime after midnight generally because, you know, we do love a chat. And uh, if you are planning on heading to that store, I know we've got a few people. I know Lyndon's there and Tom D's a regular at that store. So looking forward to catching up with uh, some members of our community there as well. So if you're thinking about going to the pre-release, uh, come to this one. Hang out. It'll be awesome.
0: Yeah unreal so that's basically what we're gonna chat about tonight is we're gonna talk about pre-releases sealed and what we're seeing in this uh, limited archetype and what we're sort of expecting to see from the format so we've we've done this before that's it's not new if you've been listening to us for a while we, we tend to have a look at you know what makes a good sealed deck and we'll go over that because we know that not everyone um, listens all the time so welcome if you're new but um we'll, we'll kind of go through that and then yeah what we're looking for and what drives our directions in in limited so Chewy, you have played far and away more limited than i have so what is sealed and what makes us a good sealed deck
1: okay yeah no worries so you've got limited limited experience so i get that uh I I love limited. Uh, I I. It's how I build my collection on Arena. It's how I learn the cards. It's how you identify some spicy interactions, with help you in constructed. And it's just a, a whole new challenge. Levels of playing field. It doesn't matter about wild cards. It doesn't matter if you can afford the expensive cards. Everyone's on the level playing field. Sometimes you open bombs or you don't. Know, but uh, you know, it's it's a more even. Uh, experience I I find and it rewards skill uh, in, in your deck building uh, which uh, is a challenge I really uh, enjoy so what happens if you've never been to a pre-release before you never played sealed uh, you sit down you get a pre-release kit uh, which is a, a cool box uh, it's got a, a spin down life counter d20 in it uh, you have a promo which will be a foil date stamped uh, card from the set and you get six booster packs and you crack those packs and you build yourself a 40 card deck. And uh, it's then you battle. Then, you know, the pairings up and you play four rounds and prices based on, on how well you do. And uh, depending on the place you go, if your pre-release, you know, it'll be, you know, two packs per win. And some players will just go, look, let's intentionally draw and just get a package because it's just about the booster packies rather than the, uh, than the record uh but you know it's it's all dependent most people play the pre-release just because it's fun it's not particularly spiky and it's a, a really great introduction if you discovered magic during the pandemic and you've been you know playing on arena and you you haven't been to a, a you know an, an fnm or you know an in-person event the pre-release is 100 percent a fantastic place to start there so great introduction to the game but also uh if you are you know an experienced player you know you can really scratch that limited itch and that deck building itch and yeah limited magic is is generally pretty good and this set looks great Uh, it looks like a really good limited set so yeah and uh so that's yeah that's kind of what sealed is uh -hmm. if you've never built a sealed deck before or you're a bit like cracker and you you you, it's something that you've done, you know, at pre-releases, or you know, we've cubed a few times or drafted a few sets, but you're not a, a regular drafter. You can look for bombs, you can look for particular synergies, but there is. I I have I've gone four o at multiple pre-releases by just building a good deck, like two drops, three drops, four drops, some removal spells, good mana, and just playing games of magic uh, it's a uh you know sometimes you've got to go deep uh, because your pools a bit weak and you've got to like lean into your synergies but sometimes sometimes you just you know if you play a spell every turn uh, and have some removal spells you know you'll you'll win a bunch of games of magic so um yeah I think that's really really important and uh, we'll get into it a little bit later on but I think this this set probably going to be Like, a lot of three-coloured decks uh, looking Mm -hmm. for those synergies. Uh, But apart from the rare lands, there's not a huge amount of good mana fixing. So, yeah, like, making sure that you're not evenly spread. Like, have a good mana base. Like, if you're, you know, Abzan colours, white, black, and green... To try not to be evenly spread. Be green, black, splashing white, or you know whatever iteration of those color combinations it is. So, you know, if, if you- and
0: and make sure you splash is at the top end. You you, yeah. you can't you can't splash your early creatures. That's yeah, exactly. It's right. exactly. setting yourself up for disaster there. So so yeah, you want to be black, base green, or whatever because you know you, you've usually got the most chance for ramp and things. But look at the yeah the depth of of your pool and play as many of your rares as you can that are reasonable. Is, yeah, generally, is kind of the, yeah, the, the main thing I look for is when I'm splitting out my packs, you know, I sort by colors, pull my rares out, stick them at the top of my play mat and kind of work through there and then look at the depth of the colors. And honestly, sometimes it's literally I've got 20 blue cards um, and six white ones. Well, I guess I'm not playing white because I just don't have enough unless they're a couple of like- absolute insane bombs, like an Elish Norn or whatever, like, you know, some something insane. Yeah, and so,
1: I've, I've opened insane bombs, so I remember... Uh, and not played them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember opening the six mana Chandra that, like... Gives oh, the a-
0: uncounterable one and yeah, all that yeah. stuff, yeah. But
1: in my entire pool of six booster packs, I had literally four other red cards. Yep. And she's double red, and it's just like I, yep. I, I don't have the mana fixing, so my deck would be worse if I played her. Which is insane, but yeah, that's that's kind of how it is. So, yeah. Um, But you mentioned the the other thing. Yeah, sorry. No, the
0: the the other thing I was going to say is um, when you're opening your sealed pool, just make sure that Shorty isn't near you because he has the worst luck I've ever seen with sealed pools. So don't, if he offers to like switch your your pre-release packs, don't do it. (laughs) You'll end up with rubbish.
1: I I've never seen anything like it. Just
0: coffee, like. <laughs> it's a, we, we love bad beat stories and we love to make running jokes this one is legit like it's it's not even an exaggeration shorty consistently has the worst he still he still plays well he still outperforms the the quality of his pools but they are just always absolute piles
1: there was a grand prix we went to and shorty and i traveled around melbourne for a month playing in grand prix trials and he won one and got two buys and he opened the worst seal pool I think I've ever seen. We got back to the hotel at night and, you know, he, he was just like, he, had, his record was 2-2 because he had two buys. All right. And so he went 0-2 <laughs> drop effectively and he was pretty flat and he's like, "Chewy, take a look at this. Like you've built more decks than me. Have a look. And he didn't show me his deck, Like he, he unsleeved it and handed me his pool. I built the best I could possibly build out of what was just, you know, a dumpster fire of a seal pool. Mm-hmm. We were two cards different, mm-hmm. right? So he did literally the best he could do, and it was just absolute garbage. So that does happen, but that is absolutely the the exception. And you know, some people and magic players like to you know get caught in hyperbole and look at yeah, the extremes. Uh, that that has, I I've played. I'm going to say thousands of sealed events when i look at like arena um uh events mm-hmm. and, and playing for like 19 years or right? I've, I've played a lot um uh, it's happened to me once that i can recall right so you know it, it it's, it's absolutely exceptional. exception but yeah um but yeah don't don't sit in a shorty that's just a good rule in general. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned the rares, and you take a look at your rares, and you yeah. that's a big splashy mm-hmm. bomb. Like in sealed, you know, the big splashy rares do win games. But uh, uh, something that we talk about in limited, uh, and some advice in general, whether it be draft or, or sealed, whatever limited format you're playing, the way that Wizards design sets is they'll have multicolored uncommons that... I, I refer to them as, we refer to them as signpost uncomments, where they kind of tell you what those colours do, that, that, that combination of colours do, and when we say signpost, that means it's like, okay, this does a thing, I I, I want to look for these synergies, and, and you can, you know, you'll have a number of those uncomments, and then, you know, you're looking at your the, all the things that you said with the depth, with your rares, with um, all of those things. Then you look at your mana, what can you support? But it, it's a real fundamental, you know, coloured, everything that you said, the next thing I would look at is what signpost uncommons I have. So we're going to run through those a bit tonight. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah for sure. And I think the other thing with why they're called signpost uncommons is in draft more than in sealed, because if you get one handed to you, third or fourth pick, that's literally a signpost <laughs> that you're getting handed the cards in those colours and you should start paying really close attention to seeing if you can draft that deck. Obviously, in, in CLG, you open what you've got and you, you do the best you can, um, but that that's kind of the other side of it. But yeah, let, let's have a quick chat. So what I might do is quickly run through the, the um, colour combos and kind of the overarching theme for all of them. And then we can jump in and start to have a look at each of the individual cards and, and what we're seeing and what you might look to build around. So there is blue white, which is artifacts. Um, blue black, which is corrupted and proliferate. So more controly side. Uh, there's red green with oil counters and kind of a more mid range. Green white, which is the go wide. I'm sure we've I know we've talked about a bunch of the um, the white cards that spit out the one one toxic can't block creatures. So they kind of go wide and toxic. Um, White-black is toxic and corrupted, which we've chatted about as the mechanic where you get paid off for your opponent having three or more poison counters. Uh, There's blue-red, which is almost always spell, spell singer, so instant and sorceries, and then uh, oil counters. There's black-green, which is toxic and reanimation. Red-white, which is uh, equipment and just always the most aggressive deck. And then blue-green, which is stompy, with toxic and a bit of proliferate and ramp. So that's kind of what you would expect to see. Those are the sort of themes for each of those. There's and nothing
1: I- like sort of out of the ordinary. Like this is all things that these colours do. Like with yeah. obviously with the uh the all will be one spin on it with, you know, toxic and oil counters mm-hmm. and things like that. But uh it's a you know Blue white artifacts, you know, blue black control, red white equipment. Like, it, it's all pretty familiar in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, blue white artifacts. Let's have a chat about that and the uncommon that we've got here, mate. So, what does this one do for us?
1: Yeah. So, uh, Cephalopod Century uh, is some pretty cool art. You know, it looks like a cephalopod, but actually, it's a bit matrixy squiddy, actually. When yeah, I, I thought at, that yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, so, it is uh, two. White, blue for a star five artifact creature, Phyrexian Squid. uh, Flying uh, Cephalopod sentries power equal to the number of artifacts you control. So straight away, this just tells me that, you know, you want to have lots of artifacts. So four mana, one five on its own. uh, Like decent defensive body, but uh, basically it, it gets cranial platinged pretty quickly in that sense where uh, you know it's going to do a lot of damage in the air and 5 toughness you know damage based removal blockers and things it's uh I could see this card being pretty good uh in in a uh, in a tempo sort of you know traditional sort of blue white flyers type deck so yeah I uh I I think it's a good it's a good card and absolutely
0: Mm, yeah keep going
1: Tells, it just tells me that I want to have lots of artifacts in my in my deck. So
0: it it definitely does. To to me, this seems like one of the weaker ones in the cycle of signpost uncommons because it doesn't do anything. <laughs> it, like it's it's a one five for four. But if you look, and we'll get into the others. They there are so many keywords on all these other th- uncommons that just do more. They've got activated abilities. They've got you know like other things that happen. This is just- It's just a, beta. a big It's just a big body. But it's, it's a dragon so, though,
1: right? Like it, this could easily be a four mana five five.
0: It's a dragon with support though. Like all the other cards are good on their own. Yeah. Whereas this needs help. Yeah, so- And so when it has help, it'll be amazing. And it'll end the game in no, you know, in a short amount of turns. Yeah. So it's but, a synergy uh, card. It's—it's a, it's a, yeah.
1: You're looking for that density of artifacts. You, you will yeah, want and like the, 10 artifacts the little, in your deck.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the little white um, token makers are all artifacts. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, lo- look for that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah. Yep. Cool. Uh,
0: so, the next one we've got is Demir in blue black. Yeah. This one's called Voidwing Hybrid. And this one looks really good to me. So, this is blue black for a 2 1. It is a Phyrexian bat with flying and toxic one. It says when you proliferate, return a void wing hybrid from your graveyard to your hand. See, like it's it comes down early, it applies a bit of pressure. It's still doing two is is worth mentioning as well. So you, you can just kill them with regular damage as we've talked about with toxic. But there's there's a lot of incidental proliferate that you will want out of blue and black. Um, there's a whole stack of commons that that do that. There's removal spells. There's draw spells. That are kind of the whole thing. And just getting to rebuy this, man, like for, for effectively free because you want to proliferate. So, it's like you go from toxic one, you've got, you know, toxic one, you have two poison counters now. Oh, and I get this thing back. And if you can rebuy this once, twice a game, like I'm not talking about trying to get it back six times. Like if you can cast it and because it's only two mana a couple of times, like that seems awesome.
1: I've got three things to say about this card. Uh, mm. First of all, like blue, black, you won't always get to cast it on curve in in limited, uh, True. but if you do, it's it's fantastic. Um, so, it, assuming that you do, uh, having this, you know, a two power flyer get those uh, poison counters onto your opponents, cash in on those once you've your opponent's got three uh, poison counters. Uh, you know, you get X. Uh, so, it's a great card for those synergies. So I I really like that as as that second point. So if if you've got a lot of the and that tells you you know again as a signpost you want to look for those sort of synergies. Um, The the rebuying it is great. It lets you attack. uh, It lets you know uh, a two a two power blocker can you know often trade up in mana value and then you can buy it back. It's you know going to be quite an annoying card to play against. Um, Third and last thing, I don't think I'm quite ready for another toxic bat. So this, this this card makes me nervous. Uh, last time we had a toxic bat, you know we ended up in lockdown for a really long time. So yeah, uh, but it's uh, yeah, I, I think this card's great and this is uh, if you can cast this on curve, and this is why you know having a having good manner is so important. If my opponent plays puts this into play on turn two on the play in limited, uh, I'm looking for answers. and you know I'm looking for exile removal. Um, and things as well so yeah it's uh this thing could do a lot of work
0: yeah absolutely uh and like there's a uh, there's a card that once your opponent has corrupted and it becomes like a one mana draw two for blue like it's there's some real good stuff going on there so yeah uh, be interesting to see I don't know if it how possible it will be in limited to like get some early poison and then like proliferate someone out of the game but you could probably, you know, get two or three proliferated counters on a player pretty easily. I think.
1: Some someone uh, at any at any given pre-release will lose to poison. Uh, but oh,
0: I think a lot of people will. Probably yeah. me. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, we we know that that infect rules will be putting anything with the toxic uh, keyword into his deck and just hoping mm-hmm. it's right land. So, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's. Um, uh, the thing that I like about this this set, it's not, it, it's got poison counters absolutely, but it's not leaning into it hard. Just trying to deal ten to somebody, uh, you know. It's
0: it's not infect, which was just yes. kind of gross.
1: Yes, yeah. So I like it.
0: Cool. All right. So Rakdos. Oh, Rakdos. Rakt- so sacrifice. Surprise, surprise. That is definitely the Rakdos theme. Uh, we've got a card called Charforger. Tell me about it.
1: Yeah, okay, so Char Charforger is a three mana, one black and a red for a two three Phyrexian beast. So there you go, you can go into your beast deck and you can make it fight things with contested cliffs in commander. There you go. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> when charforger enters the, i don't know where i got that from uh when Forger enters the battlefield create a 1/1 red Phyrexian goblin creature token uh when another creature or or artifact you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield put an oil counter on this remove 3 oil counters from this exile the top card of your library you may play that card this turn so this is you know you, you you want your things to die, uh, you so you know sacrificing things. You know you want to be aggressive and and get into combat. Uh, it, it comes with a, a a body when when it arrives in you know your little sacrificial goblin, and mm-hmm. uh, this is like a slow draw engine, value draw engine. So yeah, I, I this is you know a, a little bit like the blue white one where it, it's a good card with support. Uh, but I think in your average game of magic you'll get a card out of this right it, it, it replaces itself Yep. Uh, so and if you get two out of it then then you know you you're winning so uh,
0: yeah for sure I like it. yeah yeah me too this seems really strong I mean the stats just stack up really well it's three mana for three four. Power and toughness. The fact that it's spread across two bodies is actually better in a lot of ways. And it just plays into the way that limited does, right? You are just very battlefield focused. And you can, I can see this in like a Grixis shell or a Jun shell where you play it a little bit slower and you're not even necessarily attacking with this thing. You're not, you're not trying to just bring the beats all the time and you just accrue value. Yeah.
1: It's a rock cut, like like the classic rock archetype. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: Exactly. And so like things will trade, things will die. And, you know, if you can just kind of draw, like you said, like one or two extra cards, that's all the difference. In in limited particularly, there's, there's not these huge swing effects that you consistently expect to see. So, anywhere you can gain incremental advantage, yeah, seems great.
1: Absolutely. And, yeah, if you've got a battlefield that's starting to gum up, drawing extra cards is a great way to, you know, to get that advantage so yeah i like mm-hmm. it uh I, I don't think this is good enough for constructed but from a limited perspective you know i'd, I'd be happy to have this in in my Rakdos deck for sure like this is it's a, it's a good magic card in that respect. yeah
0: absolutely nice all right so the next one we've got is Gruul. and Gruul is the oil counters in kind of mid-range and this one is called the Cinder Clash Cleaver? Is it uh,
1: Cinder's Cinder Slash Ravager.
0: I was not even close. <laughs> All right. So this is a six mana five five. So it is four red green. For at uh, another warrior. And it says, This spell costs generic less for to cast for each permanent you control with oil counters on it. It has vigilance. And when it enters the battlefield, it deals one damage to each creature your opponents control.
1: Which is pretty good. Like, there's a bunch of one ones ones yeah. running around. There's a, Like, the previous car we talked about comes with a 1-1 attached and mm-hmm. you know, making the... All, a, all the tokens or 1-1s. The, ones, the yeah. drones and such. So, yeah, like, this is this is pretty cool. And, you know, I, this could be a 4-mana 5-5 quite easily in, in a game limited, so...
0: And if it is, then that's, that's awesome. It's huge, yeah. 4-mana Four, 5-5 vigilance, ETB, ping everything.
1: Yeah. So, absolutely. It's so, this great. can... This can let you have really favorable attacks uh, by mm-hmm. you know letting your smaller things trade up. Uh, it can also uh, yeah just clean up a whole bunch of tokens that are you know trying to toxic you out, and it uh, and then it leaves behind a five five vigilant body which is which is absolutely huge. So uh, I, I like that. Obviously you know you're going to look for oil counters. It's a really basic synergy where you know have oil counters play this guy cheap. Uh, which is great and if you can manage to double spell with this if you have a number of things with oil counters and you can pair this with say a damage based red removal spell, you can, you know, team up to take down something pretty massive. So yeah, there's this is I I, I like this card because there's there's play to it. It's not just a big green beta that, that it looks like on its face value. There's actually a lot of opportunities to, to set up some uh, some sweet turns that, you know, and some mm-hmm. game-turning or game-winning uh, turns with this thing. So, yep, but
0: yeah. sometimes you'll just cast it for six and you won't be mad. No, that's right. Like, Case, it's a six
1: mana 5-5 five, five with Vigilance that hits stuff. So, like, it's still, yeah. still a great top end of your curve in a limited deck. So, yeah, I, I like this a lot. Again, the, you know, the you mentioned the, the previous card Maybe in a in a junk shell, you know, mm-hmm. this you know with the you know if you've got the uh, the Rectus one and this one you, you're doing it right so um, you know you're, you're playing you're play, you're junding them out like you you are playing the rock <laughs> right so yeah absolutely it, yeah so I I think that's pretty pretty awesome so I think it's um this this card's good this card's good yeah definitely good.
0: yeah for sure uh, all right over to the Selesnia guild your in favorite. S- it's, it's just isn't this card's
1: cool though.
0: This actually does seem strong though. So this is Slaughter Singer, and it's t- kind of creepy.
1: It it's a, it looks like uh like the frontman of Phyrexian like metalcore death metal <laughs> band or something. Yeah, it, and does, it yeah, does. Yeah, uh, I I like it. So what what's this guy do?
0: Uh, so it's green and white for a two-two with toxic two. Which is actually a really big game. Like to- anything more than toxic, yeah, toxic two is is kind of crazy. Uh, it says whenever another creature you control with toxic attacks, it gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. So regular damage buff, not a toxic buff, because that would be way too good. But this thing on its own, man, this is a real threat.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like it, it, it's a. The two drop you want, uh, you know, the, a lot of the the green and white cards have Toxic, uh, the mm-hmm. black cards, some of the black cards as well, excuse me, some of the black cards as well. And just on its own, like this comes down on turn two, similar to the Demir one that we spoke about. If this comes down on turn two on the play, it, it's going to go to work. And then in, when it can't attack anymore or, or can't, can't get through, it, uh, is going to you know pump up your other dudes, but this does attack. Um, this doesn't pump itself, but it, it pumps the rest of your team. So it it it's it attacks without being turned sideways in that sense. So it's a bit yeah. of a bard, you know. It's 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 playing the inspiring song, <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. And giving, giving all your team plus one. So uh, yeah, but probably not playing a uh, mandolinist. Some guts of drop D tuning there, Kragger. So
0: Definitely. No, he's down to like drop a day or C or yeah, something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. That.
1: That, that, that top string's just flopping around, yep. right? Yeah, it yeah. As, uh, as it should be, yeah.
0: Correct. So, yeah, I mean, this seems really strong with the all of the white tokens that we were talking about. Oh, yeah. It, it effectively makes the damage the same, whether it's damage or toxic, right? Because two damage is the same as toxic one, which is what all those little nerds have got. So... This is going to, you know, make your opponent answer it. It's a like, cool this take asking, on this is asking real yeah. questions. Yeah. yeah, it is. I, yeah. I, I really like it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I I'd be happy to open this
0: for sure. Yeah. And Yeah, and, uh, yeah.
1: And yeah, when you think about the uh, some of the in it, you know, these colors, how many tokens this can create, it's a you know, it's a bit of a glorious anthem, it's a lord that sort of effect uh, on the attack. Uh you know, not not on defense, which I think is fine. That that feels Phyrexian. Uh, so yeah, I uh, yeah, this this card's a real deal.
0: It is. All right, so moving over to the Orzhov colors, black, white. Uh, this is a here?
1: fun one to say, a Vivisection Evangelist, mm. uh, which is pretty cool. So it's three white, black for a four-four Phyrexian cleric with Vigilance. And so yeah, five and a four four with vigilance. Happy with that. That's that, that's that's great. Um, sweet art. Uh, it has corrupted. Uh, when vivisection evangelist enters a battlefield, if an opponent has three or more poison counters, destroy target creature or planeswalker an opponent controls. So this this is a necrotal, you know, or mm-hmm. a chupacabra. cabra um, is probably the more modern example, isn't it? So. Uh, five mana four four vigilance kill your best thing. Uh, after you've uh, you know gotten in with a couple of toxic creatures and maybe pro- proliferated once, and, and this is that example what we're talking about, where it's not about giving people ten poison counters. It's just about it's it's threshold, right? Uh, it just, is. It, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. So meet this condition, get this. But a five mana four four, four vigilance. On its own, without the corrupted um, bonus, uh, it's still a good cut. Uh, and if you're playing it on curve, then it's still going to, you know, advance your board state and, and potentially win you some games. But yeah, if you can also take down their best thing, uh, this this card's pretty good. Great removal spell with a uh, a four four vigilance body tacked on. Uh, yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. And if you can rebuy this anyway. Um, you know, if you can blink it, return it to your hand, uh, return it from, you know, tr- trade. So the, the situation that I think about this, this comes down, kills their best thing. Then it's a 4-4, a I'm attacking every turn, right? I, I'm just like get getting that I want this to die so I can buy it back again and cast it again and then kill their next best thing. And if it trades with something, you know, this is potentially like two or three for one uh over the course of you know a, a game of sealed so yeah this with elish norn in play and you get to kill two things oh uh but yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> a magical christmas land but mm-hmm. yeah it's that that but that's the sort of thing that I'm, I'm thinking about with this like when i'm building my deck i'm going how can i how can i rebuy this can i bounce this can i get it back from my graveyard uh can i you know what, what can i do to get more and more value out of this so yeah, this card, when I looked at it, you know, when I was looking at these cards, I was like, oh, yeah, that one's a bit, you know, uninspiring. But then, you know, the more I think about it, the, the, the better it is. So, yeah I, think it's, yeah. I think it's great.
0: Yeah, really strong and definitely worth kind of holding onto to maximize your value as well. So, uh, Absolutely. But if you, you need... You will play it off-curve. Yeah, if you need yeah, the body, of course. If you, you need the, you the body, if
1: you're getting beat down, uh, uh, you know, 5-minute 4-4 four, four Vigilance is great. Uh, and then... Uh, but. Uh, To my point as well, if it can come down with those conditions, you know, you can trade with something, maybe kill something on its way out, get a proliferate in, buy it back, uh, meet the corrupted condition, comes in, and, you know, you're well stabilized. So uh, don't not cast it if you can't meet the uh, conditions, the corrupted conditions, if the game state calls for it. Because that is a trap. Uh, that that we can fall into where it's like oh but i didn't cast this because i you know i i couldn't you know etb kill something but it's like well if you just cast it it's a 4-4 yeah you
0: wouldn't you wouldn't have (laughs) lost the game yeah you should have cast it two turns earlier yeah if they if they've got zero or one just jam it yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) if they're sitting on two and you think you can get it you know a turn late then yeah that's probably better but
1: yeah that's right that's right so yeah but yeah it's cool uh great card
0: very strong All right, blue red, instant and sorcery matters. So
1: tell us about this one, mate. This is, this is your colors. This is your wheelhouse.
0: It is, it is. This one is called the Serum Core Chimera, which is also an interesting name. Uh, And this is two blue red for a two four with flying. It says, whenever you cast a non creature spell, put an oil counter on Serum Core Chimera. Remove three oil counters from Serum Core Chimera. Draw a card. Then you may discard a non-land card. When you discard a card this way, Serum Core Chimera deals three damage to target creature or planeswalker. Activate only as a sorcery. There is a paragraph of text, and I didn't think I'd be saying Chimera this many times tonight, but here we are. (laughs) So, two, four for four with flying. Stats are okay. Okay. Yeah, they're not great. You'd hope it was three power, but that's all right. Uh, Whenever you cast a non creature spell, put a oil counter on the Chimera. And then remove three, draw a card, discard. Honestly, dude, this seems really strong and really hard. That that is a lot of instants and sorceries. And, like, the upside is is good. You know, you, you discard a one drop and you lightning bolt something. But in sealed...
1: I put this. I put this on the same in the same sort of level as the red black one, where I think over the course of a game you will you'll deal one damage. You will do three damage once, right? Sure. If you get to do it twice, you're you're doing really really well. And well,
0: you've cast six instances of sorcery, so you probably should have won somehow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, I, I think in you know in a quote unquote you know spell slinger deck,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, have casting three into the sorcery plus at you know some of those and sorceries may say proliferate right. Oh, so, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, no, very true. Yeah, very true. so you can you know cash in on that. So if if you get to do it once, then you know that's that's great. You're doing you're doing what the card you know what it says on the packet um if you get to do it twice because you've got some proliferate synergies and things then you know uh it turns your you know two drop creature that's outclassed into a lightning bolt like i I, yes sign me up yeah no no
0: it it definitely seems really strong it just if it's left uncontested it will like just steel games over a, a number of turns. Yeah. And four
1: for toughness helps there. Uh, yeah. But for, it's, it, it is a bit of a lightning rod, this in
0: Yeah, for sure. And th- there is kind of uh, four damage spells. There's a common or uncommon black removal spell that gives minus four, minus four. So, like, it's kind of at that break point where yeah. there's some things that will hit it and some things that won't. But, yeah, seems seems really strong. Um I, I yeah, always I, I love. I would not expect to, you know. I love this archetype in limited,
1: um, and we had yeah. it in uh, the previous set where you had like the blue red legend, the one three that pumped your team when you, and the the serpent Bel- thing,
0: Belmore,
1: Belmore, yeah, like that. That was like peak. Like, that's one of the best like blue red archetypes, you know, mm-hmm. best supported. Um, so I don't know if this is going to be, you know, sort of at that power level, but uh, I I think this is uh, definitely a, a, a four mana two four that you get a lightning bolt, maybe two out of signed out. I'm, I'm, I'm down. I think it's good.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm playing this every time uh, because, the, yeah, it's my jam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So... What have we got next? Black green.
1: Yeah, the uh Golgari. Yeah, so we've got Necrogen Rock Priest, uh two, Black and a Green for a 1 5 Phyrexian Zombie Cleric. Toxic 2. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, just uh harkening back to your previous comment where yeah, there's a big difference, like double, between toxic mm-hmm. one and two. Uh whenever a creature you control with toxic deals combat damage to a player, that player gets an additional poison counter so oh boy yeah so uh this is it's actually toxic three on Mm -hmm. its own yep uh and it has some more text uh it is play golgari and one so black green generic target creature you control with toxic gains a death touch until end of turn so if you've got all those little dorks that you're spitting out they can trade up quite quite quickly uh, this so,
0: card is scary.
1: Yeah, this, this is this is very, very powerful. And, you know, a 1-5 that... And you can you activate that ability multiple times. You know, if you've got six mana, you can give two things, death touch. So, yeah, and, and a four mana 1-5 uh, is, you know, not the most exciting, uh, but it in the right deck, it's actually a four mana 3-5, which is a lot better. Uh, and it's also a lord in that sense. So, uh, uh-huh. yeah. So, again, from a design perspective, really cool take on lords. Uh, and, you know, rather, you know, tribal lord, you know, like elves get one, one sort of, you know, that space has been well explored. Uh, this is a uh, a really cool take on it. It's a, It lets you find little synergies. Uh, along the way and yeah, it's uh, this card makes me nervous Uh, in Limited, like yeah I don't don't want to see this on the other side of the the, the battlefield if they've got a deck that supports it. Maybe this is going to be stronger in draft than sealed perhaps, Uh, but you know, if you're lucky enough to open uh, the support for this, this this thing can be an absolute
0: house Yeah, I I am now just going what cards can I have that have got trample and toxic <laughs> because because death death touch and trample mm, quite the combo oh and yeah yeah have maybe, you ever yeah.
1: put an ember cleave on a questing beast no oh do i look like roast to you uh yeah
0: uh that's disgusting
1: your hair's not as good that is for sure that's that um, is accurate uh, but yeah it, it it's that's fun like yeah that's uh that yeah, you, you want to, like, gutturally, like, say, gruel every time you do it. So, yeah, that's good. Uh, but, yeah, that's uh, that with the uh, the green-white one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, very cool.
0: Yeah, this this thing seems, yeah, unreal. Uh, really, really strong. Do, does need support, but, again, like, just hard to, you know, hard to hard kill. To deal
1: with. What I like about this as well, like, uh, you know, i will the black green archetype, you know, Mm -hmm. as advertised is also reanimation Mm -hmm. uh, as well. So you can give something death touch and then buy it back with another spell and, you know, so, yeah, again, you're jumping them out. uh, And, you know, it's, it's that just incremental value, recursive threats, um, recursive removal in the form of death touch. So yeah, this is, this is cool. Very, very cool. I
0: like it. Me too. All right. So the next one we have got in the list is red, white, aggressive. So uh, do we have to? Um, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> I I like aggressive red, white decks in general in Magic. They've just not been good in limited for ever, right? Like, like when was the last time like an equipment synergy deck? was good and i i'm just you know you've got to have the equipment you had to put it on a creature you got to spend mana on that so you're not advancing your, your board the the equipment because they've made some mistakes with equipment right like they've they've printed umazawa's jutei and things so sure. they've, they've they've dialed it back and it just hasn't been worth it right to, to play a uh you know Play my two-drop and my three-drop is a piece of equipment that I can equip on turn four and attack with my two-drop. It's already outclassed or one removal spell and all of a sudden I've got nothing going on. Yeah. So, you know, and like vehicles were better and mm-hmm. and, and things like that. So, but we're, we're here again for, for better or worse. Uh, and, yeah, we've, tell me about Bladehold War Whip. It's like sell me on it. Sell me on it.
0: All right, I'll do my best. So this is one red-white for a artifact equipment. This has the uh, ability of four mirrored, which we talked about. So when it enters the battlefield, you create a 2-2 red rebel token creature and attach this to it. Uh, And it says equipped abilities you activate of other equipment cost one less to activate. Equipped creature has double strike and its equip cost... Oh, man, I was going to try so hard to see on this, but it is three red white, and that does not get discounted by its own thing because it's other equipment. So, this is a 2-2 with double strike for one red white. So, the rate is actually pretty decent, honestly. Like, if it's just a three mana 2-2 double strike, that's not horrible. The ability seems uh, inconsequential in limited- uh, particularly in sealed, the the likelihood of you having a whole stack of uh, equipment that you're going to want to attach is is pretty slim, I think. So,
1: yeah. so this the, is the, a a bit of an update on the germs, um, you know, the living weapon. Yeah,
0: living weapon. Yep.
1: Yeah. So that's that's okay. I'll I'll probably put this in my you know red white equipment commander deck because it, oh sure it, it discounts stuff. But yeah, yeah. And yeah, coming down attached to a creature, like you know, if this were if this didn't have that text and it had a cheaper equip cost, I think it'd actually be worse, right? Like if it didn't have the Fermiridon text, it just said yeah. equip's cheaper, it has double strike and equip for
0: one red know, white again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like it would actually be a worse card. Yep. Um, so I guess it's you know it gives you something to do with your mana because you've got a low curve. So my choo-choo died. I can equip this to my next big thing and, and attack. But <sighs> doesn't... So
0: the problem sense. I have with red-white aggressive decks in Sealed in particular is you invariably end up in mid-range soup, right? It You just... They just do. So you don't get a critical mass of aggressive one-drops and removal spells to be able to have early damage and then push it through and continue yeah. to do that. what you need to do and then burn someone out with, you know, three lightning, lightning bolts or lightning yeah. strikes or, or whatever the, you know, like there'll be a four mana deal three or something like that. It's always, you know, bad burn yeah. spells. Yeah. But the problem is that it particularly in sealed, in, in limit, in draft, it can happen. There have been formats where that is absolutely the correct thing to be doing. But the majority of the time you end up in these mid-range battles and... You know, on turn four, your opponent's playing green. Hey, look, they've got a four-four, or they've they've played a one-five. <laughs> what do you, yeah, do you do? How exactly. do you beat a one-five that's got you know poison too? So, like these these decks, they start really early, and unless they can go super wide and have some sort of like overrun effect, there is some battle cry stuff in this set. Okay. So that that is worth knowing about. But for the most part, they end up, the majority of their time, lacking the punch to get through those last few things.
1: Yeah, yeah, and maybe a, a, we're looking at this in the context of sealed. This yep, could absolutely. be a lot different in draft, where you you know you're, you're picking those synergies up and, and things. So, but for your pre-release, steer away from red, white, unless you've been absolutely fed, um, you know, with. You know, the deck kind of builds itself, but, yeah, it's not... Yeah, and, and like, considering
0: the, the, the good versions of this will crush. You, you will just absolutely hammer opponents because they'll be stumbling looking for their third colour or something like that, and you'll just, you know, the get them dead. But the
1: floor's really low as well, right? So.
0: C- correct, yeah. All okay. right, Red, white. so... Is that
1: all of them? No, we've got... No, s- blue-green. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just... We haven't Simic. seen anything in Simic for the last few years, you know. So, mm. uh, so Tainted Observer. Uh, one uh, a blue-green for a 2-3 Phyrexian bird with flying. Also has Toxic mm-hmm. 1. And it says, whenever, whenever another creature you can... Uh, sorry, whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay two. If you do, proliferate. Oh boy. Uh this, this this is a card. Like three mana, two, three flyer, toxic one, great. Does yep. does exactly what you want it to do. This is going to get your opponent to multiple poison counters really, really quickly just mm-hmm. by just casting dudes and um you know sinking some mana in and, and proliferating. Uh yeah, uh, I think it, this- it turns
0: every creature to kicker to proliferate
1: yes yeah and that, that's huge like this this card's gas this might be the best card out of the signpost on comments question
0: mark mm, i don't know Ma- it's in the
1: top three for me at least I, maybe yeah, the blue I- black one's better uh but and the, and the green black one but yeah i want to play this in a deck with the green black one
0: <laughs> yeah that sounds disgusting yeah um Again, it, it's one of those things where you're not going to trigger this every turn. You can't afford it. Um, modern limited formats. The, the bad cards, in quote, are not bad anymore, right? Like, y- you don't run out of playables and you will be cutting cards from your deck that five years ago, even three years ago, would have been, you know, really strong yeah. in, in the format. And now they're just kind of the, the draft chaff, if you would. So... You don't get to take multiple turns off in order to pay your kicker cost, right? So it'll be like the the other ones where we said if you can get it once or twice and you get that extra little bit of value, and you know there's a bunch of stuff in blue corrupted in it. So if you can get to, you know, that that extra one that you need to start turning on those effects and yeah, really strong for sure. Yeah, I, I think it's good.
1: And look, it fail case uh if- 3 mana, 2, 3 flyer with Toxic 1 is, yeah. is, is a good card. And then, yeah. yeah. But this well, has uh, well, got the potential to really run away with games.
0: It, it does. And all it asks you to do is the thing you're going to be doing anyway. Exactly. Right, is casting more creatures and then maybe, you know, if you get the opportunity to sink some extra mana in, then upside. So, yeah, yeah v- but- very strong. Whereas the, you don't need, like the blue-white one, right? You need to have artifacts and they need to stay in play and all that sort of stuff. This is just... This is the course of a limited game. That's what I'm doing anyway.
1: Yeah, and calling back to the archetype descriptions, Mm -hmm. uh, there's some ramp in these colors as well. Uh, So you may have some ramp spells, which mean that that extra two mana is easier to to come by. So, and it says it doesn't say non-token creature either. So, you know, if you can, uh, you know, have an effect that generates tokens regularly, yeah, uh, this can. This can do do some
0: work, yeah. Very much so. So we're talking about... Th- th- those are all the, the archetypes and we're, we're kind of at nearly an hour already. So we might kind of skip along to the next couple of things. There's, there's some thing cards and, and artifacts in particular is a bunch of colorless stuff that are, are worth highlighting. You've talked about ramp a couple of times. So there's some colorless ramp that you should look at or fixing. So one is Phyrexian Atlas, which is three generic mana at a common, which is nice. It says tap, add one mana of any color. And then it has corrupted. Whenever Phyrexian Atlas becomes tapped, each opponent with three or more poison counters loses one life. This is just straight up mana rock and fixing. Play this in every deck. <laughs> like whether you're going to have corrupted or not, I don't think it matters. If you're two or three colors, just jam this.
1: Yeah. Like it's lith right? That we, we saw uh-huh. and... If you are more than two colors, uh, I I think this is a a pretty easy include. And if you're two colors with that needs to ramp, then this is also great. And then if you can pin your opponent for one or two damage over the course of the game, awesome, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's that's pure just gravy there. But yeah, Uh, a a three mana mana fixer, mana fixer slash ramp. If you're playing three, maybe even four colors in sealed. this, is, this and Terramorphic Expanse uh, are the cards that you want in your deck.
0: Yeah. The other one in that space is Prophetic Prism, which is a card we've seen a bunch of times. And so two mana, when it enters the battlefield, draw a card. And, and then, then it's filter. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So it doesn't add mana of itself, but it is colorless tap, and you add one mana of any color. So it lets you get that splash, you know, do that little bit of fixing that you need to. And it just cycles. It it draws a yeah. card. It's actually an is,
1: important card in the blue white. Uh, yeah, very it replaces much replaces so. itself, finds more artifacts, yep. and yeah. So that's that's the sort of two drop that you want out of the uh, out of that archetype for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the other ones that I thought we should chat about in terms of being commons uh, are the spell bombs. So we've seen spell bombs in the past, and these ones are all one-mana spells, they're all one-mana artifacts, and they've all got an activated ability for a single generic mana, which says sacrifice, whatever the, like, sacrifice furnace spell bomb, which is the red one, Uh, and it says draw a card. So just, again, artifacts that can sit around. If you're in the blue-white deck, then that's great, because you've got artifact synergies. If you're in the black-red deck, there's sacrifice artifact synergy, so there's that kind of stuff, which is pretty nice. And, you know, sometimes just drawing an extra card can do what you want. But the the important thing is they've all got a colored activated ability as well. So, for Furnace Skull Bomb, it's one and a red. Sacrifice it, put two oil counters on target, artifact or creature you control, draw a card, activate only as a sorcery. So, they all have the rider of sacrifice, draw a card, activate only as a sorcery, and then they do a thing that is in line with the thing that the colours want to do. But so, if, you th- if you think about
1: mm. this Furnace Skull Bomb back with the... Uh, I'm going to get the name of it this time because I just keep saying... With Char Forger because I need to learn mm-hmm. the names. Uh, so whenever you get... Whenever an artefact gets uh, goes to the graveyard, you get an oil counter. This mm-hmm. also adds other oil counters. This draws multiple cards... When paired with the uh, with, with the uncommon as well, so. yeah,
0: because because yeah. that gets you two, three oil counters immediately.
1: Yeah, and you've drawn you've drawn a card off this as well. So uh-huh. yeah, so two two mana draw two cards. So three yeah. mana draw two cards in uh, in red black. Like yeah, the, but the, the, in, in <laughs> installments. So you don't have to yeah. pay
0: three mana all at once, which is yeah. which is really nice. Exactly. Um, so the other one that seems really good is the black one, actually. They've all got some amount of utility, but the black one we've talked about kind of reanimation stuff. And this is uh, two and a black Sacrifice. It returns a creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Draw a card. Activate only as a sorcery. So it's just a Gravedigger over, you know, two turns, but it draws you a card. It effectively draws you two cards for four mana. Really... Really good. And at yeah. common man. Okay. Like common. That's the thing that gets me. So you're gonna see a lot of these and you should think really hard about um playing at least one and possibly more in your deck depending on, you know, the synergy and how well it matches what you're trying to do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I like it. Um cool. so what are you hoping to open? What what what's what bomb? What bomb do you want to open?
0: Bomb? I don't know. I haven't I haven't kind of memorized all of the there's a lot of really Strong stuff. I don't. I just hope that there's some cohesive things that I've got going there. But I think maybe the um, I think I'd like to build the black blue black, um, yeah, proliferate kind of poison deck. So open a venser. Let's go with that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the the uh, I'm I'm interested in the the absin or the um. I can't remember the name of the wedge, the black, blue, green. Um, the same sort of thing, yeah. Saltai. I, I I think, like, like, yeah, playing that sort of long grindy game, uh, is, is super appealing. But individual cards, I would like to open just raw power from a, purely from a seal perspective. Um, Argentum Mastercore, oh,
0: yeah, I was gonna say that one yeah, too.
1: Yeah, five mana, five, five, first strike protection from multicolored. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice is unless you discard a card. Uh, that's that's a master core thing. Um, when you discard a card this way, destroy target non-land permanent and opponent controls with mana value less than or equal to the mana value of the discarded card. So uh, this is, you know, I could play this 4-4 dude or I could, like, kill your best thing and attack with my 5-5 First Striker. So it's, um, and you know, 5-mana 5-5 First Striker. With, with a protection clause and, and a drawback, fine. Uh, but the drawback's also got an upside. But this, from a limited slash sealed perspective, this is an absolute powerhouse. So I hope I open this as one of my risks.
0: Yeah, yeah. Actually, one thing I just noticed is the common land cycle. So what do you think about these ones? So we've got one for each colour. They've all got names like, you know, the Dross Pits and the Fair Basilica. So they all... Into the battlefield tapped, they tap for one of each color, or one of the color, I should say. So, you know, the Fair Basilica taps for white, but then it's going to activate ability of one white tap, sacrifice, draw a card. Great Sealed. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm playing these in Sealed yep. uh, every, every time. Uh, it's, you know, you often end up with extra lands because you, you're playing 17 lands in your 40-card deck and the games are going to mm-hmm. go long. Uh, you're going to have opportunity to... You know, cycle these for a uh, for, for a fresh card. So I I think they're good.
0: Yeah, agreed. Jam yeah. them in. Uh, and you'll probably be sad if you open one of the rear lands because <laughs> they almost are never the colours you want and you wish you'd got something that was actually playable. But, you know, value. Yeah,
1: the black cleave cliffs will be thrown at you.
0: Uh, fine. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, that actually, w- one thing that I, I remember, we went to. I don't remember what set it was, but we went to a pre-release, and a guy that I was sitting next to was like, "Oh, I opened Ob Nixilus. and so that was the okay. five mana five mana Ob, and he like he was one of the best planeswalkers in like in the set. Like he he was huge and standard and stuff. Yeah, he was, and, he was
1: great. Yeah.
0: and he just went, "Oh." Oh man that sucks. I don't want to open this. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, that's probably one of the best bombs in the set. Like I would love to have that card. And he's like, yeah, but I don't play these colors. And I was just like, what? So as much as I like to to meme on the fact that I don't like playing Selesnia or whatever, don't do that. Don't don't don't, don't go in thinking I'm going to play these colors or I'm only going to do. Don't don't just play the best cards that you have.
1: Absolutely, and that that is one of the fundamental skills of limited as well. Like, if you go in going, I only play X, mm-hmm. you're you you you're tying your shoelaces together if you're trying to trying to play limited. So, uh, absolutely, look at all of your cards, and look maybe you'll like the other colors a little bit too, and mm-hmm. yeah, away you go. So yeah, but yeah, don't don't hamper yourself.
0: No, please. I tell you what you should do though is you should go to a pre-release support your local store, wherever that may be, and then take photos of your deck and post it in the limited channel on our Discord. Or
1: link in the description here in the show notes, yes. Correct.
0: Uh, because we love it. We we are pumped to see this, and it's always fun to see what, you know, people get to do. And, and like, I'll post my O3 deck. Don't worry. <laughs> um, well, But, you know, it, it'll be heaps of fun. So, yeah, get involved, jump in the Discord, come hang out. Uh, That is one of the best places to get in touch with us. Uh, Otherwise, you can go to magicbeanscast.com. That has, again, in the show notes, kind of the best place to get hold of us. But we we stream on Twitch when Shorty's internet doesn't die. Um, (laughs) We've also got a YouTube channel, Facebook page. uh, We have Twitter. It's just Magic Beans Cast everywhere you can find us. Uh, Please don't forget to check out the auctions that Pat will have coming up. He always does giveaways. At the start of a, a new set as well. So be sure to check those out. And, you know, he gives away boxes and stuff like that. So check out jpmtgbazaar.com and tell them that the beans sent you if you win stuff.
1: And do you know what else uh, Josh and Bats do? They sponsor our leagues, which are kicking off very, very, very shortly. The 2023 do. Magic Beans Tournament Series. And a bit different this year. It is. Uh, yeah. So we have got a, a new way to sign up with our new structure. Uh, you need to join our Discord, which is always a requirement. And I mean, if you're not in our Discord, get in there. You're missing out. Uh, and there, we'll post a, I'll, I'll tweet it, and I'll post a, a screenshot in the announcement channel just in case you've got some things minimized. But there is a tournament series channel with a registration thread, and all you need to do is click the green tick, and you're signed up. That's it. Uh, you're ready to go. So. Uh, Shout out j who's done a bunch of work behind the scenes with Shorty uh, mm-hmm. and got this up and running. So, uh, literally, like one click to to register for our free event, and it kicks off uh, on Super Bowl Day. Actually, uh, the thirteenth
0: to... of February.
1: Yes, so not very far away at all; just a couple of weeks away. Uh, so, a couple of weeks after the uh, the new set's out, so it's a chance to you know play some play some limited. Uh, build up your collection on Arena and then jump in uh, to our league and battle it out for, uh, yeah, a, a bunch of prizes and a, a chance to win yourself a seat at the Invitational at the end of the year, which uh, is always epic.
0: I'm excited, man. I'm really looking forward to getting to battle a bunch of people. Uh was one of the things that you kind of ran out of matches with some of the smaller groups that we ended up with the last couple of weeks. So it'll be sweet to just be able to play against kind of everyone in the community. So should be fun. I'm really looking forward to seeing how it goes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's going to be awesome. And uh, we'll do some, uh, some streams through the week, you know, surely you'll stream and, and try to get mm-hmm. some matches done. So uh, if you're playing those matches on a, on a Monday night, stream to discord, surely you'll do some commentary on them. It'll be super fun. Yeah. You know, it's a, uh, it's just it's a great
0: great thing so get on it awesome i think that about does it uh we'll be back in a couple of weeks so
1: please know how our pre-release goes
0: we will but yeah we'll be in the discord We'll, we'll tell you all about it we'll give people updates during the rounds and stuff so yeah get involved and uh we look forward to hearing from you soon bye